1: To the Hashmo Black Forum. You got me the Hushmo, Driving this train this evening, as always. It's March 22nd, yeah. 2014. We, uh, what, we've been out and about today. How y'all doing out there, by the way? And my Facebook friends, what's up? We, uh, we was out and about today. Went, went to uh, this one parks and then... Stone Mountain, Georgia, I i on to get to Stone Mountain, Georgia, but we want to live today. A panel of uh, prominent discussing the, the plight of our uh, youth, our young males, that in conjunction with the president of initiative on uh, My Brother's Keeper. So we went all that and sit in on that for, for a while. It was interesting, really positive things uh they're trying to do over there at the Christian Bere, Berean Christian uh, uh, Church uh, on Young Road in Stone Mountain. Lee, the Reverend uh, Lee is the pastor there. He was on the panel. Ryan Cameron, the 103 personality was on there. uh, uh Lee May, the active CEO of DeKalb County, he was on there. Hank Stewart was on the panel, quite a distinguished, I'm sure I'm missing someone, but quite a distinguished panel talking about the plight of our uh, community, our youth, uh, which is our community. Um, We've got to get involved, folks. Everybody's got to get involved. It's what I love about the President's initiative, uh, this, uh, my brother people's initiative, uh, I'm going to be supporting it. And while supporting that, we, in terms of dealing with this economic, uh, inequality, we have to, as a, as a community, America's of and have to, uh, attack this thing, uh, have, uh, uh, and, uh, in a lot of different ways i mean we got to be multi-dimensional about uh breaking ourselves uh, up economically in uh, in the society i uh in my new book racism and hate i write about uh um who i advocate for in the book uh reparations for uh, American americans born prior to uh, 1954 um, who was injured directly by uh, the separate equal laws here in the country? Um, we, as a group, that group of Americans, uh, won that case uh, uh, in the that Brown versus Board of Education case. Um, Set aside a collection of uh, 14th Amendment rights violations that have been codified into national law by uh, the Fletcher v. Ferguson case back there in 1896. That Brown thing was much more about, uh, uh, it was uh, a lot more about, uh, than just, um, school integration. There was more to it. There was absolutely was more to it, yeah. The separate equal laws extended throughout the society, not just in school, in the workplace, in public places, in, in any kind of uh, <laughs> the labor unions. It extended throughout the fabric of uh, American society, the separate equal laws did, doing, doing uh, an enormous amount of economic damage uh, to uh to our community absolutely As i write about it in my book really deals with my family's history here in georgia which go back some 200 years 230 years before georgia was a state yeah go back and told you this was a state my family did, right here without immigrants <laughs> uh no <laughs> we're in business to uh, the state of Georgia. Uh, Georgia was a colony when <laughs> when uh my people got here. Oh, they were slaves, no doubt. Uh, until that uh that uh that civil war came well, up. They got to pray into the man upstairs. And uh, that Civil war came along and uh, rid it as a nation of uh, that awful institution. Hey, y'all, it's about uh, five minutes past the hour or seven here in ATL. Just a beautiful weekend, yeah? Oh, yeah, just a gorgeous weekend here in ATL, 70 degrees. Listen, y'all, we still do anybody out there... <laughs> Know where that plane is at? Anybody guesses as good as anybody's right now. Anybody got any guesses? Uh, let the Hershman know. <laughs> Go to my website, hershmanblack dot com, and leave a comment. So Hershman, sure I know where the thing is at. It's there. That that might be one of the biggest mysteries of our day, y'all. Uh, with all the technology we've got now, you think uh, something that big? Couldn't just disappear without nobody knowing. Whereas that said so they found something on, on one of these satellite images of something four days old. But, yeah, man, so we, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to the P-8 eights, uh, 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 plane that we sent up. They're supposed to be so, so sophisticated. They ain't spotted nothing yet. I don't know what's going on now. Somebody know. Somebody might know more than what they uh, let the public know. This thing is getting weird about the day. The longer this thing goes, the weirder it gets, y'all. Ain't no plane supposed to drop off the face of the earth like that? Ah, yeah. You know, A new no plane's supposed to drop off the face of the earth like that. Especially one that big estivated. They say it's the inside job. They're blaming it on the uh everybody blaming it on the uh everybody blaming it on, the, uh, blaming it on the, uh the pilots. So the pilot got assimilated in this house. The FBI got that thing now, I'm breaking it down, trying to see if they can recover some of the files that he raised on it. Uh, before we, uh, I guess they hope they come up with something like a uh simulated route or something that he programmed in that thing. But I I didn't know that, but they say pilots often program in alternate routes just in case of emergency. I guess it makes sense if you're piloting in that business something go wrong you want to know where well, the quickest way <laughs> this that you can get that thing down on the ground uh, which might mean going through uh, some other uh, some other uh, route might mean going uh, <laughs> using some other route to uh, achieve that so I yeah but uh, this thing is just crazy is a, they heard of mayday they heard of phone well, that call come out of that plane and nothing. Whew. I don't know.
2: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know.
1: What to think about it.
0: Families on the
1: air, they they just about at the end of the road with their emotions. I can understand it. I mean, whew, at the airport waiting on the plane to come in, Malaysia <laughs> government talking crazy, and uh, I you know I know it's a some unusual occurrence. I ain't to nobody uh, really, but. Uh, we don't know who's uh hand this thing, you know? We got to find that out but we need to find that information out to uh to get people back confident with uh, <laughs> this so-called sophisticated technology we've got. 'Cause right now that ain't showing me too much. With all the sophisticated technology we got, somebody should know where that plane is at by now. Well, this is gonna be really scary <laughs> when they do find it. This is gonna be really scary when they do find this thing. You yeah? don't nobody uh, come up with some real good answers here with all the sophisticated equipment floating around in the earth. And we're telling me we no, do country, know where this plane is at. Whoa, something's wrong with that. 142 countries or something, how many countries are there? Satellites all over the sky. Space station floating around. Taking fish. don't no, nobody know what his with is. I find that a little uh, bizarre, y'all. Yeah? I find that a little scary, <laughs> in fact. Mm-hmm. I find that to be the Republicans here in Georgia, y'all. We uh, we better keep our own those folks down at the State House. They wind block up blocking up one of our ministers. Protesting uh, at the State House about uh, the Republicans' oppression of uh, the citizens' rights here in the uh, state of Georgia. The state of Georgia, the government, is suppressing the rights of 600,000 600, of its citizens, the right to access uh, affordable health care, by not expanding the health care uh, law here in uh, Georgia that federal government uh, had asked them to do and would pay um, some tens of millions of uh, billions of dollars back to the state of Georgia to pay for health care for those citizens here in Georgia making up to $38,000 but can't afford but don't qualify for uh, affordable health care. The government, this government is suppressing the rights of uh, some 600,000 of its citizens. These are dollars and funds that have already been paid to the federal government, the uh, Medicaid program. Lots of t- uh, states, Kentucky for one, is taking that money back. New Jersey is taking that money back. Ohio is taking that money back. Why would you suppress the citizens of this state, the government? We got to we gotta uh get up and uh protest. We gotta urge everybody to uh make some changes on in that uh all Republican uh <laughs> state house, yeah. All, call themselves Republicans. I bet you can find two of those jokers down there stand up and uh uh Talk about he, uh, uh him and Abraham Lincoln, the greatest Republican of them all, are uh, uh, in lockstep. You 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 would find two of them jokers to even mention uh, Abraham Lincoln, the the grandfather, the father of the Republican Party. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, the South uh, is all Republican now. It's uh, uh, a <laughs> it's a far show. But it is a farce. It is a, one of the biggest farces uh, going right now in uh, in our uh, politics today, is the fact that the South has all become members Abraham Lincoln's Republican Party, the party that uh, uh, took took away. Uh, their precious property <sighs>
2: hey
1: that's what been be around us years almost y'all we came into this world in 1945 right here in this state i know uh the politics of it pretty much no doubt we uh going to keep pressing the issue on our uh, this economic uh, inequality uh, debate we still contend and we do contend that uh, our economic inequality has a lot to do with the separate equal laws that devastated uh, um, millions of Americans It, my excerpt tonight from a book, that's, I, I got the sixth uh, excerpt from a, a new book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. I got it out there on my blog. Should should have got posted to most of my Facebook pages. Y'all check it out. <laughs> Give me some feedback. We've we got to keep on that. We've got to keep on this. On the march, when it comes to uh, trying to move up uh, this economic ladder here in the country, we've got to be multi multifunctional about this thing. We can't just go at it one way. We got to go at it from all, all the, all different ways. But all, all our struggles got to tie together. It's got to tie together for one common, a uh, common goal. That is uh, justice, equal justice. What at the end of the day is what we're looking for. Financial justice. That's that. So, yeah, we uh, take a look at uh, the separate equal laws uh, uh, that uh, were so instrumental in uh, suppressing the 14th Amendment rights of uh, a million of Americans. Uh, That's what it amounted to. I mean, those things, that was devastating. It devastated us. Not just uh, uh, in terms of schools, We're talking about throughout uh, American society. In 1872, uh, as the Reconstruction was wearing it down here in Georgia, the political powers uh, 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 that was uh, in power before the war started was once again back in power. <laughs> By 1872, they had ran all the... Uh, the Republic is out of here. That was it, uh, set, uh, put in place to to, uh, to get the state through Reconstruction and all that junk. They replaced them, and good old boys, they got back in control. first thing they did in 1872 was change. Change that separate equal thing. <laughs> they changed that separate equal thing in the School Act of 1872 from separate equal to separate, equal, when practicable. (laughs) Hey, the state of Georgia. They changed that separate, equal thing to separate, equal, when practicable. Can you imagine that? Practicable. It's a rather loosely defined word there, uh, meaning within the realm of possibility. (laughs) Hey, uh we just uh <laughs> so so you see, this is way back now, eighteen seventy two, the separate equal laws. Supreme Court had well, the federal government had allowed had allowed for uh, the Southern States to come back in the Union, uh, and to keep uh this Separate equal institutions, or as long as everything was equal, you didn't have to let those uh, newly freed uh, Africans, uh, uh, you didn't have to let them in your society. You could keep them away out of your society with the separate equal thing. Everything got to be equal. Yeah, right, Well, we know. <laughs> hundred years later now, 130 years later, we know that that didn't happen at all. But nothing, Brown told us that in 1844, nothing uh, was equal under that system. And uh, folks was indeed injured. <laughs> hey y'all, we're gonna take a quick pause for the calls. We got somebody on the line here. We'll holler her for a minute, y'all. Y'all hanging there? We'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick commercial. Y'all hanging there? We'll be right back.
0: Advocating <laughs> on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m right here in cyberspace.
1: Welcome back to to the Hespo Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and not necessarily, sometimes we'll do it louder. We don't like to go there. We like to keep everything on an even keel out here. We are hospitable people, no doubt. Hey, uh, it's about, wow, about 26 after the hour there. We went a little long on that first segment there, y'all. We kind of shot right through the break there we uh been so busy here trying to keep up with what's going on with our uh, state government downtown there. Uh, locked up one of our uh, permanent uh, ministers here uh, this past week, Reverend Warnock, uh, Ebenezer Baptist, Martin Luther King's old church. Locked him up for nothing more than standing up for the citizens' rights uh, of the state. Uh, this Medicaid expansion thing, the Republicans who refuse to expand Medicaid so that their citizens making, um, out of limits of that thing, uh, if you make it $38,000, you're right on the land that cuts you off from being able to access uh, the affordable health care. Uh, uh, exchanges and get uh, some decent uh, affordable health care. So anybody making that number is uh, uh, in Never Never Land unless the state government expands uh, the Medicaid portion of it. A lot of states have. A lot of states are doing great, including Ohio, uh, Kentucky, uh, California, You know, just a whole bunch of states, uh, mostly Democrats, but a couple of Republicans. A couple of Republicans have uh, expanded it. Namely, uh, 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 well, Christie up there in New Jersey expanded it for one. And then uh, Kasich in Ohio uh, expanded it. I mean, it only makes sense because the people of the state uh, pay into this federal uh, Medicaid program. The state of Texas state of Texas have over a million and a half of its citizens without uh, affordable health care because uh, Rick Perry, Governor Rick Perry, refused to uh, expand it, even though the federal government asked them to and was paying for uh, the first three years of that thing. They left $30 billion on the table state of Texas $30 billion of federal uh, funds that their citizens now had paid into this uh, Medicaid fund. It's crazy, y'all. Uh, it's scary. It amounts to uh, a suppression of uh, uh, the citizens by uh, the state. It's no less than that, no less than subverting the people's right to their uh, to their federal funds that they uh paid into it's crazy we gotta we gotta speak up i think the democrats got a heck of a thing to run on they've got to push that i'm urging uh, uh senator uh michelle nunn here in georgia to uh uh start talking about it <laughs> the democratic governor jason carter running for governor start talking about it this is not a black or white issue this is a pocketbook issue cutting across uh all uh races here yeah? This Medicaid expansion is cuts across all races. This is strictly a economic uh, thing here, y'all. Democrats got to uh, start talking about that, and I believe that uh, the Republicans are going to be shocked come 2014 when the citizens of this state find out that uh, their own government (laughs) is suppressing (laughs) is suppressing. Uh, uh, the rights of the citizen. That's what that's what's going on here. When they refuse, they spend that they Medicaid, they're suppressing the rights uh, of, of their citizens. Enjoys it to the tune of 600,000 in Texas, Damn, they're two million <laughs> of the citizens. Hey, it's crazy, yeah huh? It is crazy. This is Republican, uh, the uh, Republicans, whatever. Uh, when these joke call themselves Republicans of the party of Lincoln. Lincoln to be turned over this grave. We would probably come back and start that little war all over again. kill, kill a bunch of people over here. Come on, stop it, y'all. <laughs> Republican. Hey, we got a call on, on the land there. Let's, let's see if we can go out and see what he's talking about. Mr P. are you still there?
3: Yeah, I'm still here. How you doing?
1: Oh, um, Mr. Pianke, I'm doing pretty good, you know. One day You're in the of state of Texas, aren't you? Uh,
3: no, you know, I'm in Georgia. Oh, that's right, Georgia. That's right.
1: Yeah, well, you know,
3: Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. The Democrats, the Democrats didn't carry Georgia. Georgia, so you don't expect that uh, Georgia State House <laughs> to go along with okay. that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what, uh, Mr. Bianchi? I've lived in Georgia just about all my life, and I'll be 70 on my birthday. Uh, this state was always a Democrat uh, up until uh, 2003, all my life. This state was Democrat. Uh, 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 2003, uh, it changed over to Republican. Uh, folks uh, uh, switched from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party, claiming to be lovers of Lincoln's party. I think it's a sham. I think I think half of them are hypocrites myself.
3: Well, they're not going to go along with
1: uh,
3: Obama's Obama. plan.
1: Well, they should uh, they should be endorsing the Lincoln, don't you think? That was a, a granddaddy of uh, the Republican Party, first Republican president. Why don't they endorse Lincoln? Well, them? I
2: know. Well, I
3: don't know that, but, you know, people don't realize, they think that because the, your candidate won, that everybody's going to fall in behind them, but that's not true. They continue to have their preferences and stick by, the ideologues, even though their candidate did lose. Uh,
1: We uh, are talking about the citizens of uh, of Georgia here. The citizens of of Georgia is being deprived their rights. That's what I claim. That's my argument when it comes to uh, this Medicaid expansion. That's a right that the citizens of Georgia have, uh, a contract they have between them and the federal government. That Medicaid, Medicaid, those are federal programs. The contract that the citizens have is not with the state, it's with the federal government. Right now the state is preventing six hundred thousand uh citizens here in Georgia from exercising their uh federal rights. Those are Republican uh
3: legislatures, aren't they? They what? Those are Republican House you get in uh
1: yeah, Georgia, so, don't so. you? That's what they have. They in they have that in Ohio too. they have Republicans in Ohio. they expanded it
3: there, yeah, I don't know what to count. Well, you know, you know one of the arguments is that uh, they once they put this in place, and the federal government will contribute to it, but at some point in time in the future, they'll back out and leave the state
1: uh, on no. the back. No, that's not true. That's not true. The government pay 100% of it the first three years. After three years, they still continue to pay 90% of it. Uh, yeah, not- but Hushmo, huh? the government, federal government is broke. Now the federal
3: government can broke, go, Mr. P. An- uh, Ankey? That's crazy. federal government print money.
1: See, stop it. They wasn't broke when they Well, came if of- that's the case, why did they
3: just print the money and give it to the people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh? Thank you. Yankee. The federal government can't go broke. They print
3: money. To stop the federal it. government is broke because they keep raising. They want to raise taxes to pay towards something that uh, have occurred. Occurred that is.
1: What so taxes? they got to be. What taxes? What taxes are you talking about? You you're talking about raising the national debt? That is not taxes. Raising I'm not, the not taxes. talking
3: about raising the national debt. They want to raise. They want to raise income tax.
1: Who
3: do? They always want to do that.
1: <laughs> hey, well, you know, uh, uh, in you order know to pay
3: down the national debt. So, what? you know, I, I, I don't care what they do myself. I was just telling you what I heard, the excuses, the reasons for for some states not wanting to take it on because they fear that the federal government may pay 100% of it right now, but sometime in the future they're going to back out of it, probably like they've done some things in the past. No, they got it all,
1: they got it all wrote down there, Mr. Bianchi. Mr. Pianket, they got it all wrote down. For the first. Yeah,
3: year, but, Hushmo, if they pay for it first two years, there's nothing to stop years. them from, what, well, three years. Come year four and five and six and seven, they may say, well, look, that's as far as we can go. You know, they've cut back programs before.
1: They pay 90% of it. Uh, still, still, listen, listen. What about the $30 million that Texas has already paid into that thing? The citizens got to get that money back. Now, the citizens don't care about this stuff down the road. If, you, if you're if in critical need of health care today, I'm not thinking about three years down the road where that, uh, I'll be worse off or better off if I can't see a doctor today.
3: Yeah, but you, the thing yeah. is, is it, that – that thing about people being sick never will end. It just continue and continue and continue and continue and continue.
1: Absolutely. And
3: then then the bills will go up, go up, go up. The costs will go up, go up, go up. I mean, I don't... They should have it under Medicare. What? Medicaid is where the state contributes and the federal government contributes. You say the federal government is going to contribute uh, 100%. Then 90%, but... The thing is, is that right now, the federal government contributed, what, 50%? States contributed 50%. Why in the world would the federal government go to contributing 100% and 90% when it is right now they contributed only 50%?
1: Remember, remember, Mr. Bianchi, that's all part of of the Affordable Care Act. That's how it happened to be that way. The Affordable Care Act, one of the provisions was, that the states if they expanded medicaid uh K coverage up to folks making thirty eight thousand dollars a year those folks would have access to the uh, uh the health care exchanges to buy affordable health care right now those people don't have health care guess where they're going to the emergency room somebody's paying for it big time well no
3: no but the emergency those hospitals are required to offer that type of service because it offset the taxes they would pay on their profits. Well,
1: no, it, so it one does,
3: does it here because we have a <laughs> hospital <laughs> complex here called Barnes Jewish, who I think in 2012 grew, uh, uh, had an income of like over $300 million. We,
1: we, and we, we,
3: they are required to provide emergency service in order to offset uh, those. Uh, taxes they would be paying on that $300 million
1: profit. All hospitals will provide emergency service. Every hospital in Georgia will provide emergency service. And it's a cost, a big cost. Hospitals are closing down here in Georgia right today because of uh, emergency... Well, they're probably
3: not operating uh, efficient, Hushmo.
1: But hospitals
3: don't operate for for free.
1: That that medical stuff is expensive. I know that. I understand. uh, it's expensive. It's going up. It before the Affordable Health Care Act, you It's going up? Your you hospital up?
3: cost is going up?
1: Oh, Huh?
3: Your hospital cost is going up, you say?
1: I said before the Affordable Health Care Act, insurance was climbing at the rate of almost uh, 200% every uh, two years.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's going to continue to go up because now they got the government paying for it.
2: But with the federal...
3: The federal government pulled out. You know, listen, federal government used to subsidize you for insulating your house, right? What happened to that program? It, it stopped, didn't it?
1: All that stuff stopped. You can right there. Absolutely.
3: Down. So this thing with this Medicaid is going to stop, too. Then the states, you, are going to be left with the bag. And what's going to happen then? They're going to raise your taxes to cover up for what the federal government, no longer wants to pay or can't pay. And then, you know, you're going to be stuck with that.
1: Now, the, the Medicaid program right now, of all the programs, uh, uh, social programs that the government has, uh, Medicaid program function more efficiently than any of them, period. Yeah,
3: I don't I don't know. I have to take your it's, word for that. Uh,
1: yeah, take my word. It functioning more efficiently than any of those things. It is uh, 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 really not to brag on the budget like uh, this military uh, uh, complex they got, uh, spending all the uh, national treasure on
3: well, they are cutting back on militaries. Putin don't whoop Obama's ass two or three times. He needs hey, to give back that that peace hey, the, prize. And
1: hey, the president'll go over and decrease that population. That's what, they, that's what the the president'll do with the most powerless military in the world, Mr Bianchi. Come on now.
3: No, he ain't gonna mess with he ain't gonna mess with Russia. Russia got You're, Russia can him hey. tit for tat. Uh, no, no they
1: can't. No, they can't. Remember, Ukraine had all a, uh, a nuclear bomb. And they destroyed
2: a thousand. <laughs>
3: Hussein don't have. Hussein don't have no weapons on no intercontinental ballistic missiles like Who? Russia had. Russia can put a missile right in your state, said,
1: right said, in I said, Georgia. I said Ukraine. Ukraine was well Russia's missile war before the Cold
2: War. Well, said, Ukraine was, ain't been no. Problem.
1: Huh?
3: Ukraine ain't been no problem to to Russia.
1: <clears> there <throat> was the Cold War.
3: I know they were, but I'm saying Russia now is still a very, very comfortable foe. U.S. generals say you don't want to be messing with those
1: people. Yeah, Russia's a third world country almost. The economy is almost about to collapse.
3: Well, the U.S. economy is collapsing too. (laughs) Shoot.
1: Have you looked at the stock market since this president took office? The stock yeah, it's it's, it's it's about
3: it's about twice as high as it should be. It should be around eight thousand. <laughs> it was
1: seventy five
3: hundred when he took off the sixteen hundred. Now, you all may right. Not,
1: well, you may, uh, look at the four hundred one k. Look at the people's four hundred one k. They don't got rich off this
3: president. It can't stand. I don't it. use. Well, I hope. I I wish. I hope that they do. But what I'm saying is that uh, I have to take my hat off to Putin. He's done a very good. Commemorable thing, uh, the people of Crimea, and you know, know the thing about the thing about the people know. of Crimea.
2: Uh, it
3: showed people their voting, Hushmo. They was voting for their sovereignty, and it showed the picture of one little old lady who was coming out of the voting booth with her glasses on. and Guess what she had in her hand? Her picture I they, ID. I thought they voted to
1: uh, uh, join Russia.
3: She had a, a vote she had a she had a picture ID in her hand, man. Oh. And this lady was not born in 1950. Now, if they're a third world country, how in the world, they can come up with picture IDs so they can vote. And people here in the United States is bitching up and down. Hillary Clinton is talking about how savagery that is, and so on and so on and so on.
1: You said they voted for their sovereignty, but they voted to join Russia. How's that? How's
2: that? How's that? And How's that the cool?
3: voters had the voters had picture IDs, something that you was against being a requirement here in the United States for people to vote.
2: Who
1: was against that?
3: The Democrats against that.
1: No, the Democrats. Ain't the good Democrats is against voter suppression. The Democrats, Democrats are, against, are against
3: picture ID. Hillary, Clinton, Hillary uh, Clinton talks down on it all the time.
1: They you can pull up against,
3: articles on her.
1: They are against voter suppression. That's what Democrats are against.
3: Yeah, well, picture ID is not voter suppression. Says who? Yes, so, make,
1: says, oh, Because you can get a picture ID, but what about the 70-year-old lady that's living back in the Never Never Land that's been voting all her life without one? And don't even have Well, that lady over, in, that old
3: lady over in Crimea, Crimea, she had a picture ID.
1: Remember, remember, we're talking about these old good old U.S. of A. We ain't talking about Crimea. We ain't over it. We talking about this country here. See, see, we ain't talking Yeah, about but
3: see, country. the thing is, is that they they voted.
1: That's a dictatorship over there, Mister uh, PA. It ain't how's a
3: dictatorship, man. When ninety-six percent of the people come out and vote and say that they want to succeed.
1: How many, how many candidates or how many choices that they have on the uh, 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 ballot? How many The ballot
3: they, was, do you want to go with Russia? You want to stay where you are? They said, we want to go with Russia.
1: <laughs> hey, 96 uh,
3: percent. Uh, uh, and Obama and them is saying it's illegal. Well, they didn't do that with Kosovo and Serbia. Kosovo shouldn't exist.
1: Uh, you know that, that whole uh, 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 Soviet Union uh, crumbled, Mister Bianchi, in that Cold War. That
3: the Soviet thing. Union did crumble, but the, you know Russia still remains what it is. Looked to me like they gonna yeah, start they, coming they, back together. How are they taking other people's How are they taking other people? Apart, they? They These people voted. Well, what about Panama? Well, they, t- what, they,
1: about we, so we what about
3: Ecuador? What about Puerto people? Rico and the Philippines?
1: We had a treaty with Panama. Well, now, you know, we all we always have been imperialistic. Now, I ain't going to get into an argument with you about that. I mean, we, yeah, you I,
3: heard of the Monroe Doctrine. Uh, yeah, we, hey, Mr. Bianchi, we ain't going to get into
1: an argument about that because I know our history. You, you
3: absolutely, all right. I, you absolutely. You, yeah, you know we're right. right. So they have it. no business messing with that country.
2: they going to call
3: themselves imposing sanctions.
1: Now, I don't know where that thing's going to lead to. I'm halfway, uh, uh tended to agree with you that that's not our business, uh, really. But uh, you can't just go around taking people's country, land. Can you like that? Well, you just
3: do it all the time. Well, not Bombing Asian. people. Look at Haiti. poor Haiti <laughs> down there. How many times did they invade Haiti? They didn't know stuff
1: like that in hundred years. We ain't never invaded Haiti.
3: United States did invade Haiti, man. We
1: ain't never invaded Haiti. Yeah. Okay. Hey, now we did go down to what's
3: that little what's that little little island down there? A couple of years ago. Huh? We did go to Granada. They just they
2: just terrible
3: man. They invaded Haiti twice. They invaded. They invaded Haiti twice. They invaded Cuba four times, Nicaragua five times, Honduras seven times, Dominican Republic four times, Haiti twice, Guatemala once, Panama twice, Mexico three times, and Colombia four times. Between
1: 1898
3: and 1934.
1: You're talking about colonial lives of days. Come on now. Well, they continue to do it, brother. (laughs) You know, I I ain't arguing with you about this. I ain't arguing with you about the past.
3: And they don't like to talk about this stuff, neither. You know, when you get to, you get down to this, this talking business, they don't like to talk. They do like to talk about the issue at hand. They don't like to go back and talk about the things that led up to the problems you having today.
1: Which is what I'm talking about with my uh, separate equal uh, 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 argument here. Uh, you're right. They don't like to go back in the past uh, 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 to the root of the problem, uh, but they uh, take a snapshot of. Uh, Detroit today, Chicago today, and not the uh, uh, systemic reason for uh, the economic inequality,
2: which is
1: a hundred years trail of uh, injustice. Like yep, you're absolutely right.
3: Yeah.
1: I, uh, In fact, they're <laughs> down
3: there messing with uh, Venezuela now. They got this woman, I can't think of her name. Uh, who's a, who was trained here in the United States as a lawyer.
1: Oh, right? Visit
3: Bush while he was in who visited Bush when he was in the White House. Now she's what, down there leading protests trying to overthrow the government. What we're we
1: trying to install are we trying to install a public government.
3: Trying to install trying to have trying to call the same time problem in Venezuela like they have done elsewhere. That's probably why they're playing. that plane. That plane was probably uh went into Ukraine to pull out those CIA uh, operatives that caused that that coup.
2: And here's man. another
3: thing: How in the world the president of the, Ukra- uh, the president of the Ukraine was duly elected? He had a yep. vice president. The country had a vice president. It's so why come man, they didn't wait and vote the man out like you normally would do?
1: Because he killed a hundred citizens. Remember the. right <laughs> Mr. Beatty, they would have did that, but he probably. Well, how many
3: people? How many black people got killed in Chicago during <laughs> the riots in
1: 1967? And Mr. Beatty
3: probably the same amount. <laughs> but, but this dude killed a hundred citizens. They ran
1: him out of town. They he ain't mean. running
3: more. Huh? No, they did that stuff because here you got to. So I guess the Tea Party is supposed to do the same thing. Say we want Obama out of office and start protesting. <laughs>
1: See, our Constitution is a little more solid than theirs. Our Constitution yeah. is a little more Yeah, well, okay. There's nothing else for it now. If please,
3: nothing in our Constitution tells we're supposed to be doing the shit that we're doing. No,
1: uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> hey, Mr. Beaker, one thing, though. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm here on that. That was a democratically elected uh, a president, but uh, uh, he didn't have the right to go out there and kill, open fire on the citizens.
3: No, if, what would happen if you go down in downtown Atlanta and try to take over City Hall? I'd
1: be in jail so fast to beat my head. Please. You're
3: damn right you'd be in jail. You start throwing <laughs> firebombs and rocks, and people going to shoot back at you, just uh, like they done at Southern University. They killed them students down there that were doing the same type of protest. And you're right.
1: And you're right. Uh, we don't know. Shoot, I don't know. This is trying times we live in, but I, I I'm supposed to get on a plane in about two weeks, but I'm gonna have I'm having second thoughts until they find out something more. About
3: <laughs> yeah, you better carry plane. all kind of flares and everything else with you.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, I really want to know what happens to that plane.
3: Put your put your cell phone in a in a sandwich bag that's waterproof.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> a Two hundred people on there, no cell phone calls. Yeah. That that's the strangest thing
3: I've seen in a while, you got there right, but uh I agree with I, you there, yeah, I don't
1: know what's going on in the world. I'm just trying to stay one step of and,
3: I, and and this is just it is just totally ridiculous man it's just like that plane during nine eleven that's supposed to have crashed in new jersey no 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 uh nothing of a plane is there, no people, no dead bodies, no nothing.
1: You're talking about the Pennsylvania? Yeah, right Pennsylvania. Now? Yeah, I right. don't know what I, uh, either. that is. That, that whole thing was strange, that whole episode. We've been
3: You're right. At people just fall for this stuff. Yeah, we've been at war
1: killing
3: people
1: ever since. Mm-hmm. They, Mr. Reggie, I'm up against the break here. I'm about to cut you loose.
3: All right, I'll talk to you later, man.
1: Be, Get don't forget to take that...
3: Don't forget that waterproof foam when you go on that flight. Now
1: I will, I will, I will keep that in mind, and I appreciate the uh, advice.
3: Nice talking my, to you.
1: Nice talking to you. Get okay. And leave me a, a, a review.
3: All right, then I'll talk to you later.
1: Bye bye. That was Mister Piecki. Uh, he always called in with a with a lot of. Uh, informative information, believe it or not. I uh, enjoy talking with him. I don't take many calls, buddy. I'll take you. I mean, I can go pretty much anywhere in the, with the conversation. I'm going to do that anyway, but he seemed to uh, roll with the punches. Hey, y'all, it's about, wow, what time is it here? We all read up against us. It's about eight minutes to eight o'clock, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause uh, for the calls here. We'll be right back. That's go no back for. I'll tell you a flash when you have having fun, we are doing that. This evening. I'm President Mister captivates the world. Hey, they right. It's just isn't
2: high here in the United States, but in countries like France and China that had passengers on the still-missing plane. It's
1: crazy, huh? We don't know what happened to us. And we're going to, we got another break coming up real quick, like so we're going to take another break right now and then come back and get into an article we got for you. Now, hold on. We think we can get it in just like this. We'll be right back.
0: Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace mm mm-hmm.
1: I caught a couple of things. It looked like it was interesting to uh, conversate about on that plane, y'all. We don't know. It's got the world baffled. A shortage of criticism by media critics for the worldwide coverage.
2: Well, some have called it a sideshow for a boost in ratings. Others say the over-coverage is too much.
1: Wow. Still no sign of it. You can't have enough coverage for a, a mystery of this magnitude, y'all. <laughs> Because the Hushmo might be, Hirschmo might be driving on this next <laughs> getaway. We don't mind driving. We don't mind driving, y'all. <laughs> Getting back to excerpt six from my new book, "Racism and Hate in American Reality," talking about how the Separate Equal Laws played a uh, an instrumental uh, part in the economic inequality that uh, uh, we're dealing with here today in the country. Uh, we 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 must remember these Separate Equal Laws. The Jim Crow laws of the South extended throughout all segments of society, not just uh, in education and public that, but uh, also to the work environment, causing uh, irreparable uh, economic injury to millions of Americans. This is not uh, some idle. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, you were discriminated. thing. This stuff caused serious injuries economically to uh, millions of Americans uh, uh, who should have been uh, reparated for those injuries, too. Who should have been reparated for those uh, injuries, yeah. We believe... We believe that... uh, the Brown v. Board of Education case in 1954... found those uh <clears throat> separate equal laws to be injurious to uh millions of people that have a right to uh, petition that court. Right there Third Marshall Third Marshall and his legal team working for the NAACP had a right <laughs> to petition that court for financial reparation in nineteen fifty four on behalf of millions uh, of Americans African descent who have been injured by uh, the uh, oppressive laws of uh, the separate, equal Jim Crow um, era. Yeah, that thing, that thing in 1954, and I heard uh, the good Reverend from uh, Ebenezer, Reverend Warnock, after. The, Getting out of here for standing up for the rights of the, the citizens of the state He He made a statement that uh, we um, had achieved integration in 1954 with that Brown thing, but uh, the law did much, much more than just uh, integrate the schools here. It did much, much more than that. It set aside. The law, the, all of the general laws codified by classes, uh, that thing is extended throughout the societies. You got to realize that Brown v. Board of Education set aside classes, uh, which uh, encompassed uh, two of uh, injuries that, yes, it did. effectively took uh, America's African out of society. Up. That's what pleasure did. Justice Henry Billing uh, Brown, writing uh, the majority of the opinions, stated that the object of the Fourteenth Amendment was undoubtedly to enforce the equality of the two races before the law. But in the nature of things, it could not have been intended to abolish distinctions based upon color or to endorse social, as distinguished from political, equality. This is here. This is Zerese, man. He's saying that the 14th Amendment could not have been, in the nature of things, could not have been intended to abolish uh, distinctions based on uh, color, or to endorse social uh, equality. So the fourteenth, you remember, it could have been about that. He went on to say, "If raised,
0: <laughs>
1: if one race be uh, <clears throat> inferior to other to the other socially, the Constitution of the United States cannot put them upon the same plane." This is what the Supreme Court said. That 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 opinion effectively. Uh, that uh, decision effectively uh, removed all Americans of African descent out of white society. That's what it did. It devastated uh, millions of Americans economically. What's that, 90 years after that? After that, Civil War was over. That's what it is. We... The income inequality, the economic inequality that we're looking at and discussing today directly, directly uh, was impacted by uh, the separate equal laws here in the country. Yeah, yeah. we are due. American, African descent born prior to uh, May of 1954, such as I, uh, our old owed reparation because he came into this world about uh, 14th Amendment protection. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Delone was the sin in the case, John Marshall Harlan, interpreting the 14th Amendment uh, uh, another way, he stated our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerate classes among the citizens, and neither knows nor tolerates classes among its citizens. Our Constitution is colorblind. That's what the lone dissenting voice uh, had to say about it. Justice Harlan. We, uh, y'all go to my website, com, and uh, go to my blog page. You can pull this excerpt up, check it out, see what you think. We've got to uh, petition the state governments, the federal governments, for uh, reparation for American Americans. See, we're directly injured by their laws. We can't uh, we ought to uh, generations uh, uh, after us to make sure that uh, we uh, petition the court for that financial reparation that we've already awarded dozens of legal cases these in nineteen fifty four. Charles Hamilton Houston, along with his legal team, consisting of Thurgood Marshals and Oliver Hill, uh, among others, fought that thing for over 20 years, three Yeah, Lawsuit after lawsuit to set aside, that was his whole life ago, Charles Hamilton Houston. Professor, y'all, interesting professor of uh, Howard Law School in 1933. He, uh, Petition that class <clears throat> to come up with a, a legal uh, approach to overgrow classes. The whole class, the whole year worked on it. Thurgood Marshall and Oliver North were the number one and number two academic uh, <laughs> graduates in that class that year, 1933, Howard Law School. Those two, those three souls came together. The the professor, uh, Charles Hamilton Houston, the students, Thurgood Marshall and Oliver Hill Norton. That entire class—I think it was like 33 of them. I'm not sure, 30, maybe. I'm not sure the number of the class, freaking class class for one of the only black law schools in the world. (coughs) But they devised a scheme of uh, attacking. Higher education to uh, deal with Plessy. Because uh, remember, we're talking about 14th Amendment rights, and those things are all tied together. You can't just. Uh, <laughs> uh, that thing with Plessy did codified all uh, the separate legal laws into national law. And, and they were uh, aiming at setting aside Plessy because Plessy cut across all uh, uh, social. Uh, uh, uh um, there including the workplace y'all, including the workplace that's important including that workplace that's the, uh said so that you could separate uh miracles out of that workplace out of certain jobs out of labor unions <laughs> wow uh out of real estate purchases <laughs> hey and uh everything's supposed to be equal here yeah come on Plastic did a job on us economically. We, when we won that case, when uh, Thurgood Marshall, when the boys finally won that case in 1954, that thing had all kinds of implications there. That thing set aside plastic, which had (laughs) taken away Fourteenth Amendment rights uh, throughout the society, not just school integration, not just facilities like that train that Plessy was
2: drug <laughs> off of.
1: Not the, just the of the white water fountains in the state capitol. <laughs> hey. That a serious damage, economic damage. It's a reason why there's such a disparity in the wealth, starting with the, uh, the repeal of <clears throat> the now uh The land set aside in the Southern Homestead Act in 1866, starting with the denial of uh, that land to uh, the citizen. 46 million acres, y'all. was on the books there. For the ex-slaves to uh, have some ownership of real estate, they railed against that uh, Southern Homestead Act for 10 years, y'all, until it uh, was off the books with... 43 million acres of it going back to the federal government instead of to the citizens that it was intended to. This is what happened, y'all. Starting our our journey into, our excursion into freedom here in this country after some 600,000 people had died in that bloody civil war, y'all. Not just white people, y'all. 100,000 black people died. Uh, that civil war. shows blood. You know, everybody uh shed blood in that thing. Man upset. <laughs> Ain't a man upset for driving that thing, you yeah? Some five million of my people was praying to uh, God Almighty for uh, their salvation. This what it just happened by to uh, some people in the north or some people in the south deciding to go to war and kill were millions of uh, people. They never would have been there. They never would have been there if they were driving that train. It was a much higher power driving that train to rid this country of uh, that institution of uh, chattel slavery. It was a much higher power. Even uh, President Lincoln, one of the main... <sighs> One of the main characters in that thing said as much in the second uh, novel address. <laughs> said as much in the second novel address, y'all.
0: Y'all read it.
1: Something greater than him, or Jefferson Davis or Lee was driving that door, He came to realize what it was his last three months he came to realize what that thing was. He had started having nightmares, uh, about that war. Of course, you know January eighteen sixty five. That thing had been going on five years. Uh, almost six hundred thousand people dead. Oh he was having nightmares. And finally, somebody down or well, somebody bulls. <laughs> decipher that dream for oh, Mr President, you've got to get that thirteenth Amendment in there. That's what the man upstairs said. You got to get that thirteenth Amendment in that Constitution and get rid of that slavery on paper once and for all. You gotta put that word of slavery in that Constitution. Uh forbidding it <laughs> forbidding it. Yeah, put it in black and white. Trusting a few of got the thing passed through Congress And uh, Two weeks later, that war was over. There. That thing came to me just like that. Hey, the man upstairs can <laughs> work some. Uh, the man upstairs can work uh, in in some miracle ways. Eh? Let me tell you. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I know. I, I thought hadn't read I had a run but I know. We don't know. It looks like they spotted something up here. Let's see. Again, get on the ground, deal with this emergency. But in this scenario, you really spotted objects cold. fire up ocean searches. Yeah. You get the plane level and
2: flying straight, and the Mitchell is doing, put it back on automatic pilot, and then apparently the pilot co-pilot becomes incapacitated. They be overcome by smoke They pass out, and the plane now uh, still six hours of fuel because of that uh, they on it, just flies
1: on. And it's on this new heading, this other report, because of that term, and it flies, and it flies, it flies. Called the zombie theory because of the fact that it's a plane flying essentially without a frame. Yeah, somebody came up with a theory about the plane. Uh, oh, uh, everybody in the plane became overcome with a fire, some kind of smoke. Well, that's, that's just because of the... Here is anyone, I guess, a brainless plane just playing on its own. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I know I'm not gonna feel comfortable until somebody <laughs> come up with a much, 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 much more uh, solid uh, answer, like digging a black uh, box uh, and uh, deciphering what's on that thing. I'm digging that thing, you uh. Because
0: we, uh, yeah, that thing is crazy.
1: What it would take to, uh, get that thing to disappear like that off everybody's radar. that that's, out there over that ocean, if we got out there over that ocean, it's, that's a desolate place out there. That Indian Ocean. That thing is... It ain't too many aquifers around there. In that Indian Ocean, that's a big old barren land, yeah. A water. I don't know. Uh-huh. Wow, we don't see, I ain't on board, of some the ship, uh, uh-huh. killed board of some hijacked Libyan oil ship <laughs> the hijackers said that's they ship <laughs> and uh we don't know we ran the bill of guns and some seal team and then uh, hijacked the plane we don't know what's going on in the world yet. so many things we're going to Keep one eye open for the bad guy, as they say, because uh, none of this stuff uh, don't make sense. NASA beginning space search over Indian Ocean. Wow, NASA man got involved in this thing. Yeah. Something going to come up here. Something going to come up here. One way or the other. last sole survivor of the 1992 crash. Wow. Hey, I remember uh, Gaddafi. That wasn't Gaddafi. That was uh, Yasser Arafat survived the airplane crash. They got hit nine lives. Huh? They finally killed him. But <laughs> Yasser Arafat had nine lives. <laughs> he all lived there, then lives. <laughs> Israeli Prime Ministers and nine presidents. That guy it was amazing, yeah, plane crashed right in the desert over there somewhere. Everybody walked away. <laughs> he walked away from that thing some kind of way. I don't know how he did. I I don't know how he did it. He walked away from that thing.
0: He definitely walked away. We
1: uh, we knew him when he came down with some kind of ailment, ailment and they drug him out of uh, <laughs> the, uh, the West Bank. It took him to friends somewhere. We knew then, he would not go ever come back up in there. Sure enough, they found me now that I saw somebody. Somebody found some poison traces <laughs> in his body. Some, some, <laughs> on his clothes can't be a problem wish they still had Arafat to deal with I, think I wish they still had Arafat to deal with Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We uh, hope they got something to look like they spotted some new debris, or at least the debris that was spotted in the uh, the satellite photographs that China and Australia produced. Maybe they're getting closer to that stuff. Share some light on this mystery yeah. I didn't know baseball season that started, y'all. Some kind of way the Dodgers and somebody, the Dodgers and the Astros or the Dodgers and somebody playing a game in Australia. <laughs> they played a game in Australia, y'all. I don't know. I didn't realize Major League Baseball was trying to uh, market its, uh, itself to uh, Australia. I mean, we're going to the Australian players are in the big leagues. I mean, here, what's the while well. you find fans? I might have known that. Could you imagine the team having <laughs> fly 22 hours to get to a game? I don't know, y'all. I don't I don't know. I don't see uh, the marketing strategy there. Australia? <clears throat> of course, maybe they want to roll the game everywhere they can, I suppose. But- Surely they're not uh, anticipating, uh, anticipating uh, moving a the team there. Yeah. I think I have an idea why they're in Australia, but we'll leave it for another day. NAACP uh got a couple of crazy upsets. Ohio State for war. Being beaten by Dayton. I think Ohio State was like a four seed in that bracket. Dayton was like that don't eleven twelve. <laughs> Dayton said Ohio State had been dodging there for since nineteen seventy eight. They finally caught up with him. A state rival, uh, rival up there, y'all. They was a little small school compared to Ohio State. <clears throat> they said they've been dodging them since 1978. I don't know. They caught up with them and uh, beat them pretty good. It was a pretty good game, I guess, but uh. I, I, I don't know anything about it. I didn't fill out a bracket this year, y'all. The Husband did not fill out a, a, a college basketball bracket this year. This may be one of the first time I've never. Well, last year, I guess I got out of two, but I, I used to religiously fill that thing. out would be pretty good. I should have filled out one this year anyway, with the Warren Buffett done, <laughs> giving away a billion dollars. I think it's money to save. We're going to put that money back in his pocket. <laughs> I think he put that money back in his pocket the first night, y'all. If <laughs> everybody got that thing, if right. everybody got the last 16, We got all the games right up until the last 16. Uh, Mr. Buffett is starting to sweat a little bit, y'all. He started to sweat a little bit. Well, a man with his money don't sweat. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> a man with his money don't sweat. But if there was one ticket out there with all those gains right up until this point and had the last 16, if I'm Mr. Warren Buffett, I'm going to offer that ticket holder, those <laughs> ticket holders, a million dollars when they came with that ticket right now. Or you can hold that ticket and go further if you think you can win the billion. But I'm going to give you a million dollars right now. For that ticket, we're gonna call it today. I'm gonna to cash that ticket out right now. With 16 teams left, if you want to do that, you can take your chance and keep that ticket until the other 16 games is played. But right now, <laughs> the if you still got the sweet—if yeah, you got the Sweet 16 picture, they lost a game yet. I'm going to give you a million dollars for your ticket right now. If you want to do that that's an option. let go with this is I'm speaking from Warren Buffett's perspective here you know, somebody 100, yeah. 100 dollars I'm speaking from his perspective, so uh, but no, I don't know i I think he put that money back in his pocket the first night, yeah you know? the first <laughs> cause first of all, Mercer. Mercer beat Duke, <laughs> then they do the beat Ohio State. Now, I don't know. Unless somebody's just going through uh, filling out cards, randomly picking them. They may have had uh, Mercer over Duke, but no rational person. Mm-mm. No rational person would have picked that. Uh, Mercer over Duke or Dayton over Ohio State. Although Dayton used to have some pretty tough players up there back in the day. University of Dayton used to have some pretty tough players back in the day.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: a couple of good reads. You know, the Hushman talks so much about his own stuff, Racism and Hate in American Reality. i got a book for you, Faith and Friends, to pick up. It's called The Destruction of Black Civilization here eh? by Chancellor Williams. The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams is the author. You gotta check that out. Check that read out. It's fascinating. My my, do- my daughter the lawyer passed it on to me. My daughter the lawyer passed it on to me some some years ago. Not just uh I don't know, it's gotta be over five, six years, seven, eight years ago. I think she got the thing when she in law school at GW. And uh, she passed it on to me some years ago, but then I, uh, somebody was asking me about it. I was telling them about my second book, Racism and Hate in American Realities. Oh, wow, that sounds interesting. I got into a little bit uh, of uh, the book with him. And he said, well, no, you need to read uh, The Destruction of Black Civilization. I said, wow. And it suddenly clicked in my I said, "Oh, that's something told me I'd seen that title somewhere, but my daughter gave me I don't know how many books. She was taking out of the library one day some years back. And uh, this is one of the books she passed. Oh, sure enough, I came back and started looking through my books, my little old uh, bookshelf, and sure enough, there was. Great, great read, y'all. Uh, great, great reads. Great, uh, 87, in 1987 so this guy got a fascinating story. Chancellor Williams uh, got to uh, Oxford University there in London in 1953 on a Rose Scholarship. Yeah, this guy's a Rose Scholar. probably the first American writer to there to get there. Started studying uh, African history from... The European perspective, all the insight that that guy got, <laughs> that that guy got, is unbelievable. great, great take, uh, take on what happened to black civilization there. The great uh, black civilization of Africa. Got a great, great uh, insight on it. Y'all pick it up. The destruction of black civilization. It uh, should be required reading by Chancellor Williams. It should be required reading, yeah. We're uh, going to take another quick pause. See if we can pay some bills here, uh. you Hey, we got to get some sponsors for it. How are we going? <laughs> hey, y'all, we'll be right back hanging in. There. It's about, uh wow, well, 835 here in the ATL. We'll be right back, y'all. Hang in there.
0: Have a good one. will listen to the That is <laughs> <platform. laughs> <night, telling> <laughs> <to T-P-L- laughs> Right here in
2: my girl was right. in after my of my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my my girlfriend, jet on the Australian Keyboard Orion. There's a jungle shut down and um, this plane is about to take off. There will be a total of eight planes in the airspace in that remote section of the southern Indian Ocean. Remember, this is the military plane. A four-hour flight down the like last two hours to scour before they really have to make the long flight back. be mindful of
0: letting all planes in the, we'll the airspace before today,
2: the day that Australia has led the in this section. So uh, Don, yes, the Prime Minister said that. Is certainly we can see in the number of countries, involved, the number of planes yes, that are heading to that area. Don. Young, uh, I appreciate your report. Young is going to be standing by. Get it. We're getting a ton of questions on the captain and his co-pilot. So let's go down on that, returning as our panel. Right now, first to you, Mr. Miles O'Brien, who is a consultant. He said, uh, "Is anyone aware of any medication the pilot or co-pilot could have been prescribed that could have led to a compulsive decision-making?" Miles. Well, I am, we're not aware of it. This goes in the category of things that haven't been released by the Malaysian authorities. I'd like to know a lot more about the, the two of them uh, and a little bit about how they were flying in these ten flights prior to this particular. Or I can do. But uh, you know, there are there are medications uh that in the US, gonna be China, airline or that are so many are just outright there and uh, that's the kind of thing that uh, you know there are there are certainly uh, medications that pilots still be taking. Uh, you know, ultimately if they were uh then Jeff, body of what is <laughs> I'm not a pilot, but I asked questions the pilot, so he told me that pilots are, told what is on the manifest. They're particular, they learn it in their own And so, and if there's animals, so I'm not really told about that because they to be aware of their Good question. Bill status for a pilot, are they aware? Generally told, <coughs> Richard Quest. Uh, let's see, had they all had seen previous life of the compilers
0: of C, always, uh, or, and see if he always signed off as alright goodnight? Good I would imagine that they have looked very closely at all of their previous life of the Miles the and were saying that on the third time that he was in there you are, they said, I'm go back to again. The invasion of said, said that the transcript was not
2: accurate, and it was not abnormal. And we've now from many pilots who said that it was sloppy, perhaps. There may be a lot of reasons why, but it is not indicative of anything that you just finished with okay let's go back i want to go back to
0: this um, and here is about the pressure in the plane and the altitude and how would you talk about this whole ghost plane scenario <laughs>
1: Our last lady here this evening, man. How time flies when you're having fun. We're having a lot of fun out here this evening. <clears throat> We're having a lot of fun out here this evening. With uh, the the going on up uh, today, so many things are going on in the world. Boy, how would you like to be president? Who could handle that job? You got the Russian crisis with the Ukraine. You got the missing plane crisis. You got the men. Uh, that's a man-inflicted uh, crisis there. This affordable health care. That's man-inflicted uh, wounds that uh, the opposition is uh, inflicting on the people the Republicans are inflicting on uh, the citizens. That's what that is. That's self-inflicted wounds on the citizens of the country. The Republicans, I uh, think, are inflicting to uh, inflict damage to the citizens of this country. No doubt in my mind. That's uh, almost akin to treason. From the president, while at war, I'd consider very seriously about uh, declaring martial law and, locking well, I can have him that's just me now. Hey, that's just the husband. If I rule the world. if the husband ruled the world. Then the country was at war. And the president has got that authority when this country's at war. Go look at the Federalist papers, uh, Federalist Paper fifty war. James Madison wrote. Go t- go check that thing out and see exactly how much uh, authority that executive branch got especially during times of war <laughs> during times of war that executive uh, branch has uh, an undoubtedly amount of uh, uh, power that y'all don't know That <laughs> i the president I'm considering, especially when that government was closed, especially when them Rousseau closed that government down back in October, I would have declared martial law and had all of them jokers locked up and barred from uh, returning to the capital. I would have declared martial law, had all of them jokers locked up for treason, and uh, that's just me now. when the country's at war. Any act to shut the government down, in my mind, is an act of treason. while the countries at war. Hey. <laughs> ever. Yeah, well. Yeah, we, uh, Kevin, I told you, that I, my daughter, like, I told you she left me all these books. When she was cleaning out her library, she got hundreds of uh, books. But <laughs> she was cleaning the thing out and left the hospital a few. And I just uh, dug them off the shelf here. I've been over five or five, six years ago when she passed these books on to me. One of them, this The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. Y'all check that book out. Uh,
0: it's just a heavy, heavy uh, read.
1: Uh, we, uh, the other guy was a Roman scholar, got to. Oxford in 1953 and uh, found his uh, professors there at uh, Oxford to uh, be an incredible uh, source of uh, knowledge on the, on the history of uh, the African people. Just a great source of uh, knowledge uh, for his uh, For his uh, curiosity about uh, the uh, African people. This guy, uh, Chester Williams, was uh, born in South Carolina. Uh, Yeah, got to
0: uh, inquiring
1: uh, to his parents when he was five years old about why it was that uh, white people had everything and black
2: people, his people,
1: he had nothing in South Carolina, really uh, inquisitive uh, young man. Really uh, had a curious man at a real early age there. Uh, had a real curious man at a real early age. Questioned and why was it that, uh, probably pr- pretty much like my <laughs> yours truly. Uh, Uh, thought pattern when I uh, passed by that uh, all-white school in Henry County in 1951 on my way to uh, the black school at McDonough, the county seat there in 1951, and observing out of the school bus window that the white school had uh, swings and sliding boards, metal uh, sliding boards. When well, I got to my school, <laughs> it had a dirt hill out back and we'd slide down that thing on a piece of cardboard. I knew then something was wrong. <laughs> I didn't know quite what. I knew at 1951, as a six year old that something was not quite right with the education system. <laughs> I had no right then, you know. Something was not right with that education system. Uh, it certainly wasn't equal. Not if I'm sliding down to a dirt hill on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> something, something is not uh, equal in this uh, in this educational thing here. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, that proved to be the case. As I grew older, we uh, yeah, it's all history now. We know the history now. Uh, there's no such thing as separate or equal. Not that uh, here in this
2: uh,
1: West state anyway. No way, Jose. Hey y'all. How y'all doing out there, Facebook friends? What's up? It's about uh 10 minutes too. oh they're talking about a cyclone coming through there. What the debris is at now. How's that going to be? How's that going to be? What kind of impact is that going to have on that? What kind of impact is that thing going to have? They said the Indian Ocean, 13,000 feet is taller than Mount Washington. <laughs> Whoa. That's pretty
2: deep, y'all.
1: You know? That's pretty really deep. Well, if that thing's at the bottom of the Indian Ocean some thirteen thousand feet down, that's gonna take quite a bit of uh engineering technology to get that thing uh to recover that stuff. They got all kinds of submersibles, uh, miniature submarines that can get down there. They
0: have to get down there
1: to retrieve it, but it ain't going to be no simple job. It took them two years to get that thing. And their friends crashed across the Atlantic Ocean, but I think that in the Atlantic nowhere near as deep as Indian Ocean. It took them two years to get that thing. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever recover this thing. Yeah. I still, I'm still, I'm still baffled. I'm just completely baffled. <laughs> I worked in computers for 40 years. So I, the technology, I mean, we got now is crazy. No way in my mind, in my experience, that <laughs> we should be losing contact with a big old thing like that. I don't care what it does. I don't care if it's everything go blank right there. We should be able to find that
2: thing as quick.
1: This is a little strange here, you all don't let nobody tell you that it ain't. Don't let nobody tell you that it ain't, that a big old 777 can disappear without nobody, no country, uh, <laughs> know where this thing is at. Everybody's on the edge here. All the powers are on the edge. Except unless one of them's involved in this thing, they they know what the hell is. But uh, unless they're directly involved in the plot, everybody is on the edge about where this thing is at. Everybody want to know where this thing is at. Include the Hushman, Include the Hushman, I want to know where this plane is at. I want to know where this plane is at.
2: Yeah,
1: I I want to know where this plane is at, you know, in the worst way, because I got a flight coming up. And I'm going to be leery about getting on that plane if I don't find out some more information. That's what I find out some more information. We, I might be driving. My next trip. Oh, I don't mind driving. I mean, I'm a little old. I have to take uh, take my time now to stop
2: every
1: couple of hours or so to, to recharge. But uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that because I ain't got to worry about that car disappearing. I ain't got to worry about that thing disappearing on me, though. Know? Not like, uh, not like that big old triple seven. I don't, you know, you got to be careful out on the road. There's accidents every day. People get killed. i told still happy. They're killing is flying and safer. What's But uh, if uh, you can't tell me too much of anything, if you can't. <laughs> tell me where this plane is at. About how safe it is. You can't even tell me where the plane is at. That something this, some this big, be, being two football fields or, or something. Right? But uh, you can't tell me uh, where it's at with all your technology. Something is, something is scary. Or somebody done uh, somebody uh, done uh, outdid the technology of today some kind of way. But they said they got NASA. NASA's scanning the uh, Indian Ocean from space, so they'll be able to pick up some stuff from up there, I believe. We'll see. All right. We got a campaign, y'all, here in Georgia. We got a... Urge everybody to uh, write your state legislature, the Republican state legislature, uh, write all of them jokers telling them we want uh, this state government to expand Medicaid uh, so 600,000 Georgians will have access to affordable health care. We owe it to our fellow citizens, yeah. Uh, we owe that to our fellow citizens who can't uh, 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 afford to uh, uh provide uh themselves and their families uh health care we owe that to them we owe that to our fellow citizens we have to demand that this republican government in the state of georgia expand uh the medicaid uh program which uh the citizens of this state has paid into and in this uh this state choose to uh suppress uh the rights of some 600,000 that George's access uh, suppress their right to access that uh, federal, uh, the federal uh, dollars is through the health care exchange. It, uh, it's a suppression of the government on the people. Suppression of the people back. Of the state governments, all the state governments that won't expand Medicaid, they're suppressing the rights of their citizens. They're suppressing the rights of their citizens. Yeah. Somebody said that. Uh, oh yes, the federal government's only gonna pay for it for three years. Mm-hmm. Hey, a person. Uh, <laughs> how many people you think gonna die? Between now and three years, and we're talking about—they don't care about what's going to happen in three years. They want access to the federal dollars that they've uh, paid into now, so that they can uh, take care of an emergency today. Uh, that's what they're after. That's uh, what they should—that's uh, what they should expect from the government of the state. The governor should be chuffing up and down to uh, get the federal dollars to uh, help the citizens of this state out. Instead, he's doing the opposite, the exact opposite thing that uh, 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 that would benefit uh, the citizens of this state. Uh, that thing is create some thousands of, uh, of jobs, too, by the way. That expansion in Medicaid will create tens of thousands of jobs if, as a result of uh, uh Six, seven thousand getting health care, access to uh, uh, medical care. That thing alone creates jobs. Now, it's crazy what these Republicans are doing. It's almost like, uh, it's almost as like if they're uh, 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 acting uh, treasonous against uh, uh, the country here. That's an act of treason. Anytime you deprive the citizens of it, uh, their rights. You, uh, you certainly betray the trust of uh, the citizens though you are sworn to uh, look out. What are you doing in the State House? First of all, you're not a Republican. Stop calling yourself Republicans. Republican. Publicism uh, is hypocritical in its last period. Hey, y'all, that's going to do it for the hush moment. <laughs> we'll be back next week, same time. Same station, yeah. Uh, what is it next week? 28th 29th. Okay, 29th. March 29th. We'll be back, y'all. Until the end. Ciao. Y'all be good.
0: The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.